Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's hour number two of the G-Bag Nation. We have some Stephen Jones cuts here. And uh, we'll get it, or I'm sorry, Mike McCarthy cuts here. Coach Mike McCarthy will have a Stephen Jones audio a little bit later on in the show. Uh, and uh, we, we do have a happy birthday wish coming into the show on the Autoflex Leasing Fantex. It's an annual tradition. We want to give a happy birthday to Baby Nasty. His father, Mr. Nasty Time, uh, texted in to request that. So there you go. And uh, happy birthday to the whole Nasty family. Want to be called Baby Nasty? <laughs> the Nasty Family, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 the Nasty Family. They're, they're great Tolos the over there. Family. Mr. Nasty Time himself, quite a basketball shooter. I don't know if he was prolific in high school or college, whatever. But from the looks of Instagram, Baby Nasty, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He's getting buckets out there in the driveway. He's nasty three. with it. <laughs> he is, man. Okay, cut number two, though. Here's uh, Coach on the performance of Andy Dalton and leading the team. I definitely am very happy for, you know, obviously the offense and, and Andy, uh, you know, you know him being away, you know, all together. You know, so it was, you know, it, it was a full week work, full weeks of work coming into this. Uh, but I thought, he, I thought he did a heck of a job today. He kept us in clean plays. You know, really gave us the ability to, to, to stay with the run and the pass. You know, I thought Kellen called an excellent game and uh, just creating opportunities, you know, continuous uh, for all of our perimeter. You know, that's, that's the way we want to play. We want to be able to spread the ball around, you know, through our five perimeter positions. And, and I thought Kellen and the staff did an excellent job with, the, you know, the adjustments and so forth and, you know, really going up against a stingy defense here in Minnesota. So Dalton looked good in the fourth quarter against the Giants. He looked bad against Arizona. He got broken by Washington while losing 28-3. to Then he goes out here and puts up a, a 30 slider. He did it. Uh, so w- who is Andy Dalton and the Cowboys offense together? What do you expect against Washington and Baltimore? Average. League average. I think you get where the Cowboys are right now. I think they got really good weapons. They've got average to below average starting quarterback play. And now I think in that game, you had at least average offensive line play. So I think that I think this team, if they can continue to protect, which I think they can with yeah. what they're running out right now on the offensive line, I think you've gone from where we got used to for what, a three, four week run there, we got used to maybe the worst offense in football. Mm-hmm. I think this looks about league average. 22, 23 points per game, something like that. And if you don't turn it over twice, you can win against most teams. Yeah, and if you turn them over twice, you can get to 30. Yeah. 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 I think, no, I think I, that could become normal. I totally agree because, to me, when everybody sits down and watches the All-22, they're going to see some plays that were left out there. you know. And, and you're thinking, like, okay, if that was 
if that was Gilbert throwing it around, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Maybe not a lot of experience. That's a veteran quarterback out there that kind of, you know, he made some good throws. Don't get me wrong. We just went through uh, several of them. But there was also some opportunities. And this team can't afford to have where they don't completely take advantage of of, of well-executed plays. How you watched the coaches' film, right? You yes. get special access. Yeah. How bad was the Vikings' defense yesterday? Oh, we talked Did, about that. Yeah, I mean they they don't they do not have a legitimate pass rusher, and they've got guys in the secondary. I mean, Gladney's going to yeah. be a good player for them. You know, Harrison Smith, I think, is one of their best. But you can kind of mess with Harrison Smith because he knows that he he's having to. It, it's almost like Van Der Esch having to like, okay, well, I have to do this for this. I have to do this for this guy. You know, you see him kind Draw of get of caught. Position. Yeah, you kind of yeah. get caught out of position with him a little bit. Okay, that's great. So, I mean, we do have three straight respectable games by the Cowboys. And with this schedule, I feel like it spells a pretty uh, successful final six weeks of the season and likely winning the division. And, and you know what Mike McCarthy talked about in there, this offense, that's a big part of it. Cut five years coach on Zeke's performance in light of struggles so far this year. I mean, you know, Zeke's a warrior. Uh, he's he's you know a huge part of our success, uh, and it's and, and frankly, I, I just look at the way he runs the football, the attempts. I mean, their body blows for any defense. You know, it's, it's necessary for us because it keeps us in a in a run pass mentality. You know, it's 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 fun to throw the football, but at the end of the day, good team football is about having a healthy run game, and you know the combination of Zeke and Tony gives us that. But you know. Zeke's Zeke's a warrior, and just it's it's his run style is 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 something we all feed off of. So it was great to get him that was a twenty twenty one touches a day. I want to start with Krusty on this. We we've talked about Zeke in the first hour in the opening (laughs) segment, and so many of the texts coming in were talking about the body blow factor, right? And Tony Pollard's big run was a result of Zeke wearing out these tacklers for sixteen or seventeen tackles up until that point. You buy that, that in the fourth quarter you can run through guys easier? I think what happens is that, you know, when you're when you're a secondary player or a linebacker, that if you if you're getting constantly banged on, and I think it happened even to the Cowboys in the second half. If you look at it at how uh Dalvin Cook was able to he broke some tackles uh in the second half for some of his bigger runs. Because they just kept, you know, they were kept, they kept running, they kept running, they kept running. There were collisions. I do believe in that. I do believe that defenders do get wore down because they're sick of tackling a guy that keeps coming at him. I think that's okay. why Henry does so well for Tennessee. They they just don't want to tackle him anymore. Woo, he ran away from him in overtime. Yeah, <laughs> they sure couldn't tackle yeah, him. Gaskowski was over there warming up, and he was probably all okay. Please score, Henry. Please score, Henry. You know, he's probably saying okay. that. But I think but, I think there's something to wearing a team down. I do. Maybe there is, and you know, there's a lot of veteran football people that say it. But I look at it just in numbers wise. At that point in the game, a running back's been tackled 22 times. The leading tackler on the other team has between eight and 12 tackles. I've been hit as the runner twice as much as your leading tackler. But y'all are the ones that are worn out. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's 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 a certain there's a certain element where these guys train themselves to take this, especially the contact runners. They train themselves. They know they 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 feed on that. That they know there's fear. That yeah, you've been hitting me all day, but now I'm starting to hit you back, and it's not making and, and and you're not you're not handling it well. There's yeah. that. There's that. Elevates your game a little bit. There's some runners that get that get beat up 
because they get nowhere. I mean, it happened to Zeke in the the Denver game a few years ago. What nine carries, eight yards? Way. Yeah, they just kept hammering at him. And well, yeah. Well, I mean, one thing's for sure: it's a lot easier to win if you can run the ball well. So I'm all for pursuing a successful it helps, running. Game. It really helps if you can get a lead and run the ball. That's yeah. that's to me is the the best trick. Okay, how about cut seven? Why was now the time to move Zach Martin over there to right tackle, Mike? Well, I think like anything, there's so many other things that go into those types of decisions. I mean, it's it's never usually it's usually never just a one for one uh, position change, and it was definitely the case. I mean, I, I think it's obvious that we've had more going on this year with, with our offensive line, frankly, than any team I've ever coached. So it's really the combination of players. I mean, that's always a goal, and that's no different than in this particular lineup. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is a, a healthy combination that we can come back uh, tomorrow and, and hopefully we can build off it. And what do you make of that play? I'm sorry? You've seen a lot of catches in the end zone. I'm sure your thoughts on that. Oh, that's Lamb. good right there, Lucius. That goes into another, another topic right there. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like we deserve a better answer after he called it fantasy football a month ago. I, the only one – I can come up with would be something that I saw Brian say on Twitter this morning because to me, yeah, it wasn't long ago that we were peddling this. We've been pushing this idea for six or seven weeks, and you're on the record as calling it fantasy football, the idea yeah. that Zach Martin could play right tackle. It just doesn't work that way. Well, you did it, and yeah. suddenly Zeke got 100 yards, and your quarterback only got sacked once, and the radio guys who were doing radio helped you out again and it was fantasy football to you. So the only thing that maybe works is, Brian, you want to say it, what you said on my Twitter, the fact that you had Joe Looney at center, and maybe you were less scared of playing McGovern, who doesn't have a lot of NFL experience next to Looney, than you would have been playing McGovern next to your rookie center. Either way. Get your best players on the field. No, I, that's absolutely. I, I believe that's the route that they. That's the reason. Once that Joe Looney got back in the lineup, I felt like that it was probably easier for them to make this switch because it was more now. It's going to be veteran rookie veteran instead of rookie rookie veteran. You know, I I, I just it, it's just a it's just a hunch about how that they were looking at certain uh, avenues to to go this, and I, I do believe. I do believe Stephen Jones because he came on our station. Stephen Jones came on our station and said, "Hey, listen, we're open to ideas. These are things sure you did. talk about." Yeah, it turned out last week they were working on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, apparently they started working on it on Monday, so that's cool. And I did want to ask you guys as well: if Martin plays that well out there with zero pressures allowed, could it be possible that he's a tackle, or is Collins oh, so much anything. better? He could play anything. Would you have Collins? Would you consider Collins at guard, or is no? It- uh, no, keep Co- no, 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 no. Don't okay. move, move Martin. Don't move Martin. Let Collins and Martin play on that right side. That's what you need to do. <laughs> but right, Martin, right. I think I think Martin's a Hall of Famer at right tackle, right guard, center, left guard, left tackle. Whatever I think, he does. whatever whatever he lined up at, if he plays ten to fifteen years, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer. The only pressure I saw, and I know that that Pro Football Focus didn't have a pressure. The fourth and one play, he set too wide and gave up the inside. That was the only time I saw him struggle in that game yesterday. Okay, on the final play to Schultz and what all went into it. Here's Coach McCarthy cut ten. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's a, it's an excellent call. I mean, it's you got we got what we thought we we're going to get there and. Andy did a really nice job sliding in the pocket and getting the ball to Dalton. So 
you know, well-executed play. Apparently they've been working on that one for a couple of weeks, and Kellen's just been hanging on to it. And, uh, you know, Dalton said when I knew that play was coming in, we were going to have a pretty good shot to end up with a touchdown. So that was really exciting. And there were multiple plays like that where guys were butt naked. Yeah, how about the two-point play, too, they ran? The, yeah. the, the option off the option. I love that. I mean, that's, that's what you got to do. Stuff like that that works. It's creative. You know, that, that gets you the opportunities. I think Kellen Moore's awesome. I've, I've thought it all year. I think Kellen Moore is an awesome play caller. And if you'd had your quarterback and you had your offensive line, I think we would have seen more regular creativity. Now, maybe you have to go deeper in the bag a little bit with your backups in there. But I think because of all the circumstances of being behind in games and missing players, that there's probably an element of simplicity that had been uh, a part of this offense for parts of this year. But on the whole, when you watch them call plays and you see what they're trying to do, I think Kellen's really good at this. Okay, uh, I, I agree, Jeff. You know, I'm, I'm excited about the direction this thing is headed. I think Kellen Moore has acquitted himself and, and you know, kind of – proven us maybe a, a close to accurate from last year and on why things were so much more predictable and Jason Garrity it was the influence now we can start looking ahead to w- what Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy can build together in the coming years what does Donovan Wilson provide here's uh, cut number 11 uh, from coach Mike McCarthy on the playmaking safety he's a stud uh, just love the way he plays I and I'm just so proud of him you know starting out on special teams at the beginning of the year and you know, now with this opportunity that he's been, he's earned. You know, at the safety position, he you know he he brings it. He brings it each and every. There's not a game where he's, he's 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 not coming off force, and he does a great job. He's he's probably one of our best players going after the football. I mean, he's always on the football, and and obviously that was a huge play in the game. So, what did he have to work on in the last year to get to this point, and what does he still have to work on? Well, I think today we get to celebrate what he did well because mm-hmm. it was on a pass rush and it was coming forward and laying hits, and I think that's what he's going to be. But I will warn Cowboy fans that we've seen this before with a hard-hitting, forward-moving safety. There's going to come a time later when the he-made-good-plays wears off where we're going to start paying attention to him in coverage, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be so good. But right now – and after that game, you're rightfully excited and getting to praise him because he's a heat-seeking missile coming forward. That dude wants to hit, hit, hit. And when you're forcing turnovers, boy, it is awesome. When you well, catch him in coverage, not the same. Get you a center fielder like Earl so they can just use him like Cam and just turn him loose, right? That, that is exactly – I was thinking if you could find this guy a center fielder that can play back there and play with some range and let him just play downhill the whole day – you're going to have a fun. pretty good defense in the middle. Okay, we got to go. Usually it's Fish at 320. He is busy and asked for 6 o'clock tonight, so Fish is going to join you at 6. Coming up next, let's go around the NBA here just for five minutes or so. Then we're back in the Cowboys. But the Mavs free agency is concluded and the team's been built. And that is next in the nation. Dalton, another handoff. Pollard outside on the right side. First down, broke free to the 20. Foot race, 15. Pass Harrison Smith. Touchdown, Tony Pollard. 42 and a score, and the Cowboys are back on top. Cowboys are going for two. Dalton will give it to Elliott. He pitches it back to C.D. Lamb, who runs to the corner for the two-point conversion. That was fun, too. Dazzle, Brad Sham.
Yeah, a lot of razzle-dazzle. Salute to the Cowboys uh, for pulling that off, getting the victory. It is a Cowboys Monday, and we'll be back to talking Cowboys with you here in just a few minutes. But it is worth it considering we had such a hyper NBA free agency weekend to get in there and recap everything the Mavs did to finalize their roster. I mean, when Rick Carlisle and Donnie talked about this draft with us on Thursday, it, you know, they, they said, we're not done yet. And I thought, okay, well, this might go into next week. But it's clear the NBA wanted to get their business taken care of before training camps begin and and uh, and teams, agents, and players came together to make it happen in a big way. So what do you think about this basketball team now? Have they done enough to be real contenders? Tough break. They thought they had a shot to get Mark Gasol, one of the best big men in the NBA over the last 10, 15 years, did not come together. Uh, but they did get Willie Cauley-Stein back, a two-year deal, $8 million bucks. Wesley Uwundu, 6'6", 200-pounder. He's been okay with the Magic, gives you more wing depth. And James Johnson, a 10-year vet who has seen his stock rise as the game has gone small. He was a 6'7", small forward when he was entering the NBA. Then he was a power forward, and now he's like a small ball center. And he shoots it at like 36%, but he can still still step out and defend the perimeter. So he's like a Draymond Green uh, center style. And, uh, man, it was, uh, I, I would say, a decent weekend. I wouldn't say you got any of the star power that you were maybe hoping for as a Mavs fan. But I, I think you have to at least be happy that they didn't try to force something and make something happen. And they maintain their flexibility. I think what's going to happen is they are going to end up trying to sell us on the Greek freak idea. That's what's going to happen. Because yeah. I don't think this is the way they envisioned free agency going. And I don't have any big problems with it. I think they got better. I think they yeah. found a way to address the things they wanted to get better at, whether it was uh, James Johnson and toughness, whether it was wing defenders who could shoot. I think that they, I think they upgraded their team and that they're absolutely a threat to be a top four seed in the West. But I think what really sticks out to me is Mark Gasol being a guy that you really went after, and ultimately he did what a lot of people do. Yeah. He's like, well, the Lakers are going to win a ring. I'm playing with them. Yeah. So, you know. A couple, you talk, two, three years ago, the Lakers couldn't get a free agent. Then they got know? LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So now they're going to come to you for their free yeah. ring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that'll be the thing about the Mavericks is they're going to sell us on the idea that the Greek freak might – choose the Mavericks because according to um, David Lord they'll have next year almost max money capability to get a guy and we're going to get sold on that idea which I don't think is going to happen and the Gasol thing just kind of hammers that back home for me that until you are already the team that somebody thinks is about to win a ring there you go they're not picking you so you have to do it without that guy to yeah. get that guy get very very close or probably win it yeah, yeah. so yeah, i think that's that, a great point jeff that's where i think they are it's disappointing you know once tim hardaway jr opts in they were kind of handcuffed 18 19 million in cap space just went poof so now and maybe it maybe it is greek freak but there's you know several other players right now the, the chances of getting freak aren't huge, but the chances of getting a better player next summer than you would have this year if you'd go, really aggressively maneuvered to get your best guy, 
you would have had to extend multiple years to whoever it is. Maybe you figure out a way to land Gallinari. He's injury prone. Maybe you find a way to land Bogdan. You're like, all right, we got a medium-sized fish. Well, he can't defend. He can't really help you where you absolutely need it. You know, two-way players. Sure, he can shoot threes. You're already good offensively. So I guess I'm just happy that the Mavs didn't force something. But it kind of feels like after so many disappointments trying to put lipstick on a pig a little bit. Oh, and, and, we'll you, see. I, and I think you watched a lot of other NBA teams in the West get better. And they had similar cap constraints, and they made it work. Whether yeah. you're trading guys or whatever. And they, they made it work to make what would be considered, I think, bigger upgrades or splasher upgrades. And that's what I think a lot of Mavs fans wanted to see. And it just it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, this could be a better year for showcasing. Isn't that kind of what we're all talking about anyway? That like showcase, you know, with Luca and, and people wanting to potentially show up here. You know, sure. isn't that, yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of where, and well, I, they've I, built yeah. a team now that can go out and compete much better yeah. than last year. I don't know if it's enough to be a contender, but yeah, yeah. but, but it, it defensively, I mean, it, you know, we've talked about all the offensive stuff they're able to do or they're capable of defensively. Yeah. They had to get better. And you know, it, with, with the guys they've added, maybe they have, but I think I this, I think this is a showcase year. This is yeah. where everybody says, Oh wow. Hey, Mavericks play great defense. They shoot the ball. Well, they got a quality head coach. It's a good organization. Maybe yeah. these things change. Maybe this, t- this, this tone will be different uh, this time next year. And I would like to say the other teams that you're competing with, I think those are great points, though, Brian, and we should spend more time on that because with Johnson and Richardson, you can get out and extend and be tough now. Yeah. And you'll be able to get stops. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get stops consistently like a top-five defensive team, but you'll have great defensive nights now compared to last year's team. And if Porzingis is healthy, the offense is – is going to be great. But the difference between them and the other teams is they're superstars on his rookie contract, so you're more patient. You're waiting for the perfect superstar to land like the Porzingis thing did, and you can't go force that. Once Luka's paid, you're going to be at the cap and over. And now every offseason, if you want to change your roster, you do have to be aggressively trading guys away and releasing this guy. Right now, the Mavs are still in a spot where at times, you know, on their side, where some of the other teams like Portland, they're up against it. We have to figure out ways to move off of guys and bring new dudes in here. And, um, you know, they have to take more risk-reward type of moves where the Mavs can still wait. And at the same time, they did make themselves better. You know, so I I think they definitely deserve credit for that. It was a great draft night. You know, they traded some undersized, you know, guys in for legitimate perimeter modern defenders. And they're going to be incredibly versatile. Maybe top, top offense, top 10 defense is in the cards for this year. And that's the kind of team that could easily make it to the conference finals. You know, look around the NBA though. Who's 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 really clearly out in front? Just oh yeah, the Lakers. We're out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but go, and they got coming better. out of the bubble, it was the Clippers that were better. Yeah, I know LeBron's going to be thirty-seven years old. Anthony Davis hurt. They won, you know, and they get credit for that. They got a little better, you know, um, but they're not the Warriors of three years ago. There's no team out there that you can't track down if you have a great year. All right, speaking of those Lakers, they did get Mark Gasol on that uh, on that two-year deal. Former Defensive Player of the Year, three-time All-Star, knocks down the three at 39%. So that's a pretty nice move for them to have Dwight Howard go to the 76ers, and it's like, okay, 
we'll just bring in a guy that can shoot, pass, and dribble at seven foot one, and you know, be a rim protector without barely moving on defense. Heck, heck of an asset they got there. All right, G Bag Nation. Uh, what else do we have here for you? How about a look at Cowboys Twitter? Some of the top tweets going viral about America's team from America's team. We go to Gil Brandt's Twitter here. Here's a question for you guys. You can have one quarterback still in college or the NFL for the next decade. Who are you taking? Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Tua, Deshaun Watson. We will omit Joe Burrow from the list here with the developing news this afternoon that's very unfortunate. Okay, so that was everybody not named Mahomes and Wilson, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I was going to say – Would you still take Wilson? I was going to say it's Mahomes, uh-huh. <laughs> but I guess I don't have that option. Oh, boy. Herbert looks like a baller. That's who I selected. Tua looks like a baller. Watson's a baller. Golly, that's can you run the names again? Okay, you got Josh Allen. Yeah. Joe Burrow's in there. We'll have to find out the extent of his knee injury. It's torn ACL, MCL, and added structural damage. Yeah. Is that nerve? What they're else could you tell her? They're hopeful for the beginning of next year, but we'll see is my understanding. That they're hopeful that eight or nine months and he'll be good, but we'll see. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, back to a Deshaun. Why the hell did he put Daniel Jones in there? Back-to-back good games. Um, young quarterback. Lawrence is a possible. Herbert is a possible. I'll go Kyler. Do I like it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know who to take time. on this list. You know, it's it's crazy. None of us are going to Lamar Jackson. No. And I think and <laughs> Lamar can get it back. I think the team's letting Lamar down right now. He I think they had receivers. Yeah, I think they had something that worked when they had him like three tight ends. They had Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, and like he had multiple quality options at tight end, and they were making that work. But then they moved away from that. Now they have one good tight end, and Dez, I believe, led their receivers in catches this week. With two? Or three? Did he have two? I think he had four. He had four. Oh, I think really? Four on five targets, yeah. Yeah, so like they got to help him. It's like they yeah. were just like, hey, we have Lamar Jackson. Who cares? But you can't yeah. do that. You've got to give him more. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'll, I trust Kyler's arm and the way Kyler runs in terms of ability to stay healthy over Lamar. So I'm going to go Kyler. By the way, it did kind of appear from the highlights I saw, and it was just two catches from what I saw with Dez. That kind of the veteran who's going to hang out over the middle when the quarterback gets in trouble, like, I'm here. And then I'll get it and make a guy or two miss. I kind of liked it. Caught a little screen where he got five yards, just kind of running through a corner. Caught a little yeah. late drag route and turned it upfield. He looked okay. I'm here, man. He looked okay. Yeah, I was a little worried if he didn't know the playbook all that well. There was a lot of Lamar talking to him as they yeah. were breaking the huddle. <laughs> there was a lot of that. I was hopeful. I'm like, please just tell him to go run a good route, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a couple times they isolated on him, and it, it was like running along the back end of the end zone, and I'm like, Oh, Des, you got to find space. Go find space for him, you know. And it just kind of like it was uh, – you just kind of floating there. I don't know if it's necessarily good well, to be floating. Com- 
compared to some of those other guys, uh, Dez could find space and could, could get open. He sure could. Yeah, I, I would say he sh- he showed enough to prove he's still an NFL player. That's a win for '88, isn't it? Oh yeah, throw oh, up yeah. the damn X like that. That's that happening. A, that was a you know we were going back and forth on well, are they going to actually call him up from the practice squad again or what's going on there? No, he's playing snaps. Yeah. He's playing snaps, and he's going to like. He'll probably have catches in every game the rest of the year. Yeah. Des Bryant's relevant again, which yes. is awesome. He looks that good in that fun. purple, by the way. That's I know a it's great Cal- jersey. I mean, he just he looks big, physical. Yeah, yeah. He's put. He's, still, he's got a few more pounds on him than what I remember, and it's fine. You know, he's moving. He's moving great. I was like, cool. He made a guy. That was fun. Um, wh- what if if Cedric Wilson or Noah Brown move on? Why not have that be your fourth guy? Is it over over with the Cowboys? I mean, I don't know because who was it over over with? Like, look, what happened to Dez is it was over over at the amount of money he made and the player he was. That was over yeah. over, but they never offered him a pay cut. Like, who was done with Dez? And is that person still here? Becomes my question. Because if he's willing time. to be, if he's willing to be our fourth or fifth guy, the if he guy, wants to be the fifth guy, come on. The guy that wanted him is out of the building now. The guy, oh. the, yeah, yeah. Red Jerry loves fan. money. You don't think you could Scott? sell those no, again? No, I'm just. CD I, could get a new number. You could resell Dez jerseys. CD could sell jerseys with a new number. Dez could do what Jordan did, right? You could kind of take another number and play in yeah. that a little bit. I would right? buy a Dez Bryant 45. Oh man, I hate 45 Jordan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I hate well, that. he didn't want to wear 23 till he was back well, in hey, shape. You know, put on another 20 pounds, you'd be fullback. 45 would look good on him. <laughs> Playing. Hey, when we come back, we got to talk more about the Cowboys wide receivers that are on the team present day and a reaction to one of the best catches we've ever seen from a Cowboy or anybody else. We got audio on that. It's next in the G-Bag Nation. Dalton looking left, throwing a fade, back of the end zone, diving. Lamb, what a catch. He's got the touchdown. What a catch by C.D. Lamb. Good job by Andy Dalton of putting the ball where nobody else could get it, but it looked for a long time. Like that one was over his head. What an acrobatic play by C.D. Lamb. Yeah, that was incredible. That was some Matrix stuff right there. Uh, I, I thought there was no way it was going to be completed, and it was just stunned when he came down with it. we got to talk more about these wide receivers. We have audio reaction, including three cuts from C.D. himself from last night's postgame locker room. A couple of reports to get to real quick, though. Adam Thielen on the COVID list. I think that's interesting. There's also four Ravens who are on the COVID list, and they play Thursday as well. I don't think the NFL is going to let it stop them from playing. I think if you get COVID, you're, you've been quarantined, and as long as they have as many, enough guys to play the game that haven't had a positive test come back, they're going to play it. I don't think they're going to stop playing until it's like, oh, well, 40 guys have it. We don't have enough for the uniforms, right? Um but I, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on it right now? Adam Thielen goes on the COVID list. Definitely looked healthy yesterday. Boy, he was having a lot of fun playing against the Cowboys secondary. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a short week. And, gosh, my initial reaction, if you say, hey, a guy tested positive for COVID the day after he played your football team, I'd be like, oh, I would assume there's some positive tests coming. But that doesn't seem to be a thing that's happened in the NFL. Yeah. So my guess is that they'll move along and that they'll play football on Thursday. Uh, college has already canceled five games for this weekend. They canceled a bunch last weekend. But the NFL, 
They are either finding their way or powering their way right through this thing. They're making yeah. it work, you know? One of the two. I'm not worried about Thursday's game. It would be the most 2020 thing ever, though, if the Cowboys didn't play on Thanksgiving. It'd be the answer to yeah. a Jeopardy question for the next 60 years. Yep. That would be very 2020. Dang, uh, dang Rona got the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. That'd be tough. I got to tell you, uh, you know, we, we had a game Saturday. We've done outdoor soccer up until this point. Saturday we had an indoor soccer game, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. We'll have the distancing. The game gets out. The other team is showing up as we're trying to leave. And I'm like, I need to call a 20-second timeout and have a chopper come down and airlift me out of this son of a gun. I'm serious, dude. I, I was like Spider-Man trying to sneak off into the shadows to dip on out of there. I needed uh, I needed a repelling device or something. But it was like a tunnel of people, oh, like no. pre-pandemic post-game, where you're no. going out and you're just like, it's a sea of people. I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. I had my N95 mask on, and I'm like, okay, come on back this way. We went around the backside, went around the basketball courts, you know, hit the front door. But <laughs> I was like, whew. We, so uh, we this weekend, it was Amanda's birthday, the yeah. lady. We're going out to meet four of her friends, and they're like, hey, we're going to go to this place, and we're in Fort Lauderdale. And she's like, hey, can you look up and see if this place is open? And I look it up, and I'm like, yeah, it says temporarily closed. She's like, well, call them, because I think they recently opened. So I call them, and I'm like, hey, you guys open? They're like, yeah, we're open. Picture like a truck yard in Dallas where it's yeah. kind of like it's a bar, but it's an open area. They got like four different food trucks, and it's Fort Lauderdale, so it's more music and clubby feel than like a truck yard is. Yeah. We walk in. We're like, okay, a lot of people not wearing masks, too many people, they're not distancing. So we turn around and go to the empty sports bar, which made me happier than anything. Oh, yes, I was like, that's I was right like what about that alley. empty sports bar we walked past? And she's <laughs> like, let's go. And so we went there. And the next morning, she's like, hey, look up the place we were at yesterday. And so I look it up. They had been closed because they didn't know how to operate in COVID. They opened for a day got cited three times for not following covid protocol and yeah. shut down and the owner just wow. said we don't know how to do it we can't do it <laughs> yeah yeah you know i guess it's tough for some people but seeing scenes like that i, I became fully convinced we're not going to slow this thing down we're going to get herd immunity or all die <laughs> you know it's going to be a die-off or a herd immunity it's but. the fall of america yeah, I don't I shoot. I well, mean, it is. I mean, it's November, yeah. you know, so it is the fall yeah. of America. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Lucia. Come on, bro. I'm trying to I wake like up it. in here, man. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Uh, I, I am checking my temperature every four hours, by the way. And I'm looking at the next game on the schedule. Like, man, we got to do something about this. But the league didn't even get back to me. So I'm, I'm assuming this is common everywhere. I just haven't seen it. So I guess I'll just... You know, stop panicking and just get used to being inside with being able to feel like the body heat of 400 combined people in 4,000 square feet. Yeah. You know, you walk into an area and you can feel the body heat in the room. What causes that body heat? Breath. That should be your first sign that, oh, crap, if I don't want corona, I should probably leave. But people are having a good old time. Yeah. Coronavirus. Okay, let's roll here. C.D. Lamb himself cut one. What would you think of that catch, bro? Definitely number one, you know, my first, you know, competitive catch for a touchdown in the NFL. Uh, obviously, I'm happy that I hung on to it because, you know, it was definitely a hard grab. So, probably number one. 
or two. I'm still trying to, you know, get over that. UCLA, my sophomore year, one hand catch, that was out of bounds. So. <laughs> okay. That was All a right. nice that was catch. A catch. Yeah. We did. One we saw nice that catch. one, Jeff. Remember that one? Yeah. He tried. He tried to get a foot he, in. He tried really just hard. Do it. Yeah, just couldn't get it down. <laughs> do it. Yeah. That's the CD that I was kind of expecting, and I guess it's midseason, and he's getting his confidence and figuring out how everything goes, and I think hopefully that's the launching point of more of that acrobatic CD that we saw at OU. And I think that's why we were pulling so hard. If you listen to the draft coverage on the fan, I think that's why we were pulling so hard as that draft went along to, hey, San Francisco takes Kinlaw. And you're like, heck yeah, they didn't take a receiver. CD Lamb is still there. And you get to Atlanta and you're like, oh, God. Oh, God, CD's the best player available. What, oh, oh, and then they take a corner that's not a better player. And then it's like, okay, you're here. Yeah. Do they have the stones to pick the best player, or are they going to do the need thing? And when they, I totally expected Chase on. Yeah, I did too. Especially after Atlanta takes Terrell, because you're thinking, okay, that's what NFL teams do. Yeah. I guess it's just cool to totally ignore the superstar. You know what's no. funny? I you know if I could circle back on what you're saying, take Chase on. I had somebody tell me that they were seriously considering taking Diggs there. Instead of Chase on, it, I mean, it was like CD Diggs Chase on. Yeah. That, yeah. that that I I heard it was more Diggs than it was Chase on. Oh, cool. Which well, means, that wouldn't have been as bad. Which means, hey, Cowboy fans who wanted him to go defense and are still for some reason mad at the CD Lamb pick because the team's record isn't better. You would have just had the same guy you got in the second round. So chill out. You got the guy that yeah. we're going to get. It's yeah, all you good. Got him. But that's I mean that's what. Uh, that's what we thought CD Lamb was going to be. Bad balls work with CD Lamb. With yeah. a lot of people, they don't work. With him, they do. And it's crazy because he's not a giant guy. He just no. got great hands and leaping ability. What a baller! Take uh, cut two here. Take us through the play, and when you realize you had a chance to bring it in. Uh, honestly, in that in that position, um, it was very hard to see. Uh, the, the lights from the stadium made it a lot difficult. Then you know. Uh, I ran. I ran my route. Uh, Andy gave me a great opportunity, a great ball to uh, you know to make the had the opportunity to make the catch and uh, gave the O line. You know their 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 props just for giving him uh, Andy time and um, you know at the end of the day you got to win your individual battles and that I did. He lost it in the lights too. I barely see it. Stupid. The like the number of things he had to contend with to make that catch was just stupid. Yeah. It was it was awesome. I'll, like I saw somebody said that after the game, like they were doing the top catches of the weekend or something, and that CD was three and Adam Thielen was one, and Adam Thielen's was an out and up at the goal line where he caught it with one hand. Yeah, I and I don't want to take anything away. It's a great catch. A hundred dudes in the league can make that catch. Now yeah. you have to teleport them to that spot and let them, you know, Adam Thielen's a really good receiver. But running and putting your feet down and catching with one hand, good wide receivers can do that. Yeah. Not all good wide receivers. There are no. not 100 dudes in the league that can make no. that CD catch because it's about contorting your body and the adjustment. And then you think you're going to get two hands on it while you're laying out backwards and lost it in the lights. You think you're going to get two hands on it, but then the cornerback grabs your hip and pulls you as you've twisted to go over the opposite shoulder and you're laying out backwards. You realize, I'm not going to get two hands on it. i got to catch this with one. There's so much going into that that there's a handful of dudes. You put DeAndre Hopkins in the same spot, he might catch that ball. Maybe, um, yeah. Maybe. And yeah. Like, There's a few guys, maybe. 
and that's some of the things that C.D. Lamb can do, and he's going to continue to do for years here. Can I ask you guys two catches that you've seen before and see if you could rank them as if it's better or worse? Okay. How about the David Tyree catch in the Super Bowl? That was luck, so I'll take the C.D. catch. Okay. That one he just managed to keep it stuck to his helmet. <laughs> okay, and then the Odell Beckham catch? I would take CDs because I honestly believe like – Odell's was better than your standard one-handed catch because he was also kind of turned backwards. He was falling backwards, back. one hand. Yeah. yeah. So it was really, it was a really hard catch. But I think that a wide receiver, an elite wide receiver in the NFL who's running down the sideline who has time to track a ball, that's easier than a wide receiver who it's in the moment reaction, the ball is coming over my head, over the wrong shoulder, and I'm going to get grabbed, and I'm not going to be able to lay out for it forward. I have to lay out backwards. I do. I think the degree of difficulty was harder on CeeDee Lambs, and I'm not homering this up. I'm speaking as someone who's tried to make stupid catches before. I think CeeDee's was harder than Beckham's. I think Didn't just, Odell get turned as well? Yeah, and I just – I think trying Brian. to track a ball from 50 yards downfield – I, yeah. I I would say Beckham's was tougher. I don't know if Odell could make CD's catch. I don't know if anybody could because I think it takes a guy at his height and size and how slender he is and how young he is. You know, I really think CD's was special, but I don't know if anybody else could make the Odell's either. I mean, that was stupid too. It took him to be perfectly lined up and to get that hand out there while you're And it rotating. had to stick because yeah. he had like yeah. three fingers yeah. that actually yeah. got on it. So I'm not I'm not taking anything away from him. But yeah. I think the over-the-shoulder adjustment in a tight space, not thinking you're going to have to do that versus Odell had to battle with Brandon Carr, but he also got to kind of line the ball up. You Receivers can track a football. He knows yeah. where that ball's going from 50 yards away. He knows. Yeah. Whereas CD's whipping his head around and going, oh, crap, and then figuring it out from there. So – I get it. Everybody's everybody's getting mad at me for thinking it was. CD's no, I love CD. I'm fine. with you, and I'm not. And, and people are probably saying, "Oh, I brought it you LSU Homer," you know that whole thing. But Beckham's. I just remember, I remember Manning running to his right and letting that thing fly, and I'm thinking, "There's no way he's going to get this football." <laughs> Six eight two. Oh, they'll cut it with three fingers, Jeff. Shut your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. I'm, there's. It, I'm getting called a Homer, and that's cool. That's cool. Listen. I'm going to go full Mike Bassick. I like Homer's on the radio, by the way, man. Homer it up. I'm going full Bassick here. You didn't play the position, okay? I'm telling you which one's tougher. Uh, They're both awesome. Yeah, CD probably – you know what? No, I will stick with CD's catch is more impressive, but I don't know if CD makes the catch Odell did, and Odell in his prime might make the catch that CD did. All right. We want your feedback on a simple question that's becoming quite complicated. Are the Cowboys going to win the NFC East? <laughs> All experts will tell you why or why not. Coming up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 